Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. The purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss the practical real-world solutions that'll help you make your food taste great again. Mm, I like it when things taste great. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so in this episode, we are going to talk about tasting and what flavors you actually taste with your tongue. So you just want me to jump in here? Chef Ryan, I just want you to just jump in. What uh, do I actually taste with my tongue? Okay, so taste is one of your five senses. As we talked about earlier in, a, in, in the previous discussions, we've talked about how there are five senses, taste, touch, sight, smell, and sound, and how they all come into play in the eating experience, as well as the sixth sense, which is memory and association. So what we're gonna talk about very specifically today, and it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing a little bit of tasting on the air as we're going to uh -oh. do a, uh, <laughs> a live tasting demonstration live on the air. Actually, me and Jesse will be doing it together. We'll be talking about it. But basically, your sense of taste is uh, your sense of perception. It's the data that you get from your tongue. If you think of it, you know, like your body as a machine, you have eyes, those are kind of like the cameras, you've got ears, those are like the microphones, you've got your mouth, which does a couple different functions. One is actually speaking, you know, like a speaker, but also it intakes things, and when things come into it, it touches your tongue, and your tongue is where all of your nerve endings are situated that are responsible for processing the flavors of your food. So there's a lot of misconception in this. We always say, oh, that tastes great, or I love how this tastes, or mm, that's so delicious. But what are we really saying when we're saying that, right? Well, there's only actually five flavors that you taste with your tongue. And we'll talk about them real quick. They're salty, savory, spicy, sour, and sweet. That seems simple enough. It's pretty simple, it's just the five flavors. The inverse of sour is bitter. They're just opposite perceptions on the pH scale. One is a, a one on the pH scale, meaning really acidic, and the other one's a 14, which is really base. That's so basic, it does not apply in this situation, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same set of receptors, so we just, for the, for the mnemonic of having the five S's, we say sour instead of bitter. So salty, savory, spicy, sour, sweet. So they all form a different function, and they all do different things to tell your body, and your mouth, and your brain, what this tastes like, how to perceive it, and how to feel about it, right? And that's what it's all about, okay? Okay. So, first thing that you taste, and we're gonna jump into our tasting demonstration here. Uh, yeah, we do I'm these, seeing all these little cups here yeah, with got, all these we got these five little cups. Let me, let me paint you a word picture, right? We got five little cups. One's got salt, one's got soy sauce, one's got black pepper, you know, one's got lemon juice, and the last one has sugar in it. And what we're gonna do here is our tasting demonstration that we normally do live in my cooking for chemo classes. So if I'm ever around in uh, your town or your city where you live, and we're at a cancer support community or a hospital, we do these tasting demonstrations. We taste these five flavors, and then we learn what they actually taste like and how we can use them in our cooking. So first thing we're gonna taste is salty. Okay. So, um, so what do I do here? <coughs> so we cup just, of salt. We just shake that little cup, right? So first <laughs> thing we gotta do is uh, we wanna make sure that no other senses um, basically affect our ability to taste. Taste and smell are very closely related, so the first thing we wanna do is we wanna grab our left hand if you're right-handed and you wanna pinch your nose. Oh, okay. So go ahead and pinch your nose. I hate my nose pinched. You hate the way it sounds when you pinch your nose? Well, I'm Italian and I have a big nose, so I don't like it pinched. Does it hurt? <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> okay, so what do I do? All right, so first thing you wanna do is take your index finger 
And you want to lick it. Okay. And you want to stick it inside. And you want to get that salt all over the tip. Stick it on the salt. And then go ahead and get it on your tongue. And you're just saliva to move it around. Okay. And tell me what it tastes like. Uh, that is def most definitely salt. Okay, let's go ahead and release our nose. I didn't realize I tasted just all of that on my tongue. So that is your te your sense of salt, right? That's that salty flavor. So what salty flavors do is, is they amplify all of the other naturally present flavors inside of a dish or inside of your mouth or inside uh, or on top of something else, right? You ever had a boiled chicken breast before? They're disgusting. They're gross, right? <laughs> Anything is just, any boiled meat's kind of gross. But if you let it dry out and you add some salt to it, all of a sudden it starts tasting like something, like a steak. When You know how you ever had a steak and it's not very good and you add some, you go, it needs some salt, right? Well, that salt goes in there and it amplifies all the other flavors that are present inside of the dish, right? That salt amplifies it. It's like Atlas, you know, the statue of him holding the world. That's what salt does and salty flavors do. They actually amplify all of the other pre uh, flavors and makes them more delicious. It especially amplifies our next flavor, which is savory flavors. So, okay. So same thing. We're going to pinch your nose. Don't sniff this. It's cheating. So you yeah, don't need I to lick your finger. You can just it without even. dip your finger in there and just go ahead and taste it. Yeah, that one's a little more wet. Get it all over. Ooh, this my. is savory. All of a sudden you've got this flavor. Very subtle, right? It moves yeah, it all is. over. You can kind of feel it. It's more muted than the salty, but it's, it's still, uh -huh. release your nose. Ooh. Breathe out, and obviously you got that weird smell, right? Yeah, that was definitely that, a weird smell. <laughs> that's soy sauce. So that, but that shows you the relationship between tasting and smelling. Yeah. That's why whenever you're sick and your nose is clogged, nothing tastes quite right. I didn't taste that fermented smell with the soy sauce until I let go of my nose mm -hmm. and then ex and then smelled it through my nose, but I couldn't taste that. It was just it tasted, I guess, what do you say, savory? It tastes savory, right? Yeah. So it's savory flavor. It's activated by the presence of salt. It's caused by amino acids, like glutamic acid, for example, is a perfect one. These amino acids in these dishes, they tell them, tell us this is delicious, this is home-cooked, this is comforting, this is just good stuff, right? Let me use the example of steak or like a pot roast, you know, but other things that are really savory is like black tea, red wine, green tea even is very savory. Bacon. Kelp, bacon, mm. mushrooms tomatoes these are all very very savory dishes and when salt is added to them all of a sudden it creates these new layers of flavor experience but savory flavors inside of our dishes make us feel comforted they make it feel wholesome and they make it feel delicious um and that's kind of what savory flavors do inside of your food is it just makes it feel better tasting and more substantial and you're not it almost like it fills it out. It, it makes does. it adds fullness. I call it that sense of warmth and brown flavor because mm -hmm. you know all almost every savory thing is brown, but it really does create this this wholesomeness in it and this deliciousness. So the next flavor we taste is um, spicy. So go ahead and say a thing. You want to pinch your nose? Okay. Lick your finger and stick it in there. I want to only do a little bit of this. <laughs> Get as much <laughs> as you can. Just work around for a minute. My tongue is warming up and it's getting a little irritated. Okay, so go ahead and release. <laughs> now all of a sudden we've got all these other black flavor oh, now, notes and smells yes, yes, that's that we didn't have before. <laughs> so the function Ooh, my. of- I need gonna, some water I'm here. I'm gonna get a little water on my tongue. Oh yeah. So a lot of people better. don't realize this, but peppers, black pepper, white pepper, red peppers, and chilies are spicy ingredients. 
And what they do is just like the salt, they also amplify flavors and they make these flavors bigger, more substantial, and they create this sense of warmth in your mouth. And that warmth gives you this feeling of fullness and body. And it just amplifies everything. That's why on a steak, you know, the two most basic things that you're gonna put on, on a New York strip steak is you're gonna pack it in salt and fresh cracked pepper. And why is that? Because it's gonna build those savory characteristics with the salt and with the pepper and make it bigger and better and even better tasting. It's gonna amplify those savory flavors that are in between. And that's what salt and pepper really do in a dish. Um, yeah, it's warming up my tongue right now. It does, and, 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 and you know, <laughs> even some with something <laughs> something as simple as black pepper, people don't realize. And what it does is it actually agitates. Yeah. It agitates the skin, but it gives you this sense of warmth. And hot food is delicious, even if you don't like hot food. Adding a little bit of black pepper, a little bit of white pepper, and just you know, discreetly into your food will make it taste better and more full. So that's the third flavor. So so it's far, definitely alive in my mouth. It I does. Could, I could also give that adjective. <laughs> So, so far we've had salty, savory, and spicy. So the next yes. one is sour. Ooh. So we're gonna pinch our nose again. Most people don't like this flavor, but I love sour. <laughs> like I love lemons. You wanna get a little bit of this and work it around. Ooh, wow, even with my nose pinched, I puckered. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go ahead and work the around and release. And you've got that, that lemony smell, right? Now I smell the lemon, but I didn't taste the lemon. I, I've just experienced. So sour flavors are acidics, right? These are acidic mm. liquids or powders. And what the, <laughs> she's still <laughs> I licking. I love lemons. She's literally drinking it. <laughs> um, but one of the things you'll notice right away is the astringency, right? It pulls the moisture out. It, okay. It actually, I noticed that my tongue stopped feeling spicy as well. And that was the other thing I was going to say is the acidic liquids, what they do, the acidity reduces the amount of spiciness because of the way that chemicals interact. And we won't go into that. That's a whole different lecture for a whole yes, different day. Yes, that seems like a whole thing. <laughs> That's some chemistry, boys and girls. So what the, what the spice, the spicy flavor builds and makes it spicy. Sour flavor comes in and it's the, we've so far we've had salty, savory, and spicy. And these have been building flavors, making it bigger and bolder. And really, honestly, with salt, with a little bit of saltiness, a little bit of savoriness, and a little bit of pepper, you know, a little bit of spiciness, that's delicious all on its it own. It was, yeah. But it's not nuanced. And we want some nuanced flavor. And the way that we do that is by adding an, a very imperceptible sour note. And what sour flavors do, very simply, is they lighten the perceived weight of a dish. Is, 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 okay. And it so, definitely lightened my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it, re it removes the burning and it cleanses the palate after every bite. It's called a palate cleanser, right? What it does is in a heavy, heavy, super savory dish like pot roast, you get a little bit of red wine vinegar, a little bit of lemon juice, something like that into it. And what it does is instead of leaving this residue on your mouth after you get done eating, which especially in cancer patients can become exhausting. That's one of the things that causes you to become disinterested in food is the, the flavors linger for too long and it causes metallic taste. These sour flavors help to cleanse your palate and remove the metallic taste in between each bite. And that helps keep you interested. Well, so, so far we had the salty, savory, spicy, sour, and now we got to balance it with the greatest balance. I so want to touch on something real quick. You, you also said we, what we tasted here was lemon juice, but you also mentioned vinegar. That's correct. So any acidic liquid um, can be used as a palate cleanser. So you can have lemon juice, lime juice, orange juice. Um, so all the citruses. <laughs> all the citruses, that's what I was just about to say. 
all the citruses, and then of course, red wine vinegar, balsamic vinegar, apple cider vinegar, rice wine vinegar. The only vinegar I don't recommend cooking with is white vinegar. That's just better suited for cleaning your tubs. Yeah, it gets my tub <laughs> real clean. <laughs> it just doesn't have as very, a very good aftertaste. Well, if it if it cleans the tub that well, imagine how well it's gonna clean my mouth. Exactly, and that, but that's the <laughs> but same that function. Seems a little too much. That's the same function though. <laughs> oh, and okay. that's what it's supposed to do, is that okay. that vinegar, that acidity comes in and it really scrubs the, the, the scum, so to say, or the, <laughs> the specifically flavor, yeah. the fat flavor and the fats. Because okay. what we're talking about here is chemistry, really, is the way that the acids react with the bases, because fat's a base, okay. and the acid reacts with the base to neutralize it, and it leaves it feeling clean. Ah, and so once, there is a method to the madness there here. There is a, a chemical method to the madness. And so there's some science behind my madness. So the, the last one, we don't have to pinch our nose for, because it doesn't really have a smell. We're gonna lick yeah, our finger. I can't finger. smell this it is... over the soy sauce anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna stick it in there. Okay. You know, put it in your tongue. Mm. What does it taste like? That's sugar. Okay. And it tastes what? Sweet? Sweet and sticky. And what does it do to you? It makes you happy, right? It makes right? me excited and I want to go eat some candy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what happened. You're, just to narrate for you guys, instead of her being like, oh, this is this and oh, this is that, her eyes lit up like a little kid, right? I Where smiled. <laughs> sweet flavors cause an endorphin rush. They just do. They, they, they go straight to the pleasure centers of the brain. That's why we eat candies. But in cooking... Sweet flavors are used to bring balance to a dish. So we have salt, which amplifies. Savory, which tells us this is delicious. Spicy, which helps to build this feeling of warmth. Sour, which helps to keep these flavors big and bold, but not overwhelming. And then we have this sense of sweetness or sugar that we add to the dish. And that sweetness will bring that sour and that savory characteristic into balance with one another so that the sour flavors can still cleanse the palate, but they're suitably masked so that they're not overwhelming. Specifically, like if we use a vinegar or a vinaigrette, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, like if you ever had a balsamic reduction, it's actually half balsamic vinegar and half sugar. That sugar in there still allows it to be sour, but it balances the sweetness. You know, sour and sweeter, they're like yin and yang, they balance each other. But these sweet flavors, they give characteristics to the dish that you couldn't get otherwise. And these are really the hallmarks of great cooking, that you can use all five of these flavors. And of course, there's a couple different theories on cooking. There's the French theory, which is beaded into submission, cover it in a sauce, and you know the, the chef is the greatest because he made it like this. Or there's the Italian-Chinese theory, which is you want the ingredients to be the best that they can be. And that's the idea here, is that we're trying to bring the best characteristics out of each, out of each ingredient, out of the flavors of the dish, and to make the dish balanced, not just inside of the dish, but for us as well. This is really important to know because as a caregiver or someone going through cancer, you need to know what flavors you like and which flavors you don't like. You as the caregiver need to know or you as the cancer patient? Both people need to know this. The okay. cancer patient especially needs to know this because this helps with communication. And if your caregiver makes you something and you say, I don't like it, it's too spicy, right? They may assume, oh, I won't put cayenne pepper in there anymore. But really what that person, like we talked about with the chili, 
mm-hmm. in, in a couple podcasts back, they may really be saying, I don't like the taste of the cumin in the chili, okay? And this is important information to know because knowing what you like and what you don't like helps you to craft dishes and to eat better and get that extra spoonful, that one more bite. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea here. So you start by understanding the salty, the savory, the spicy, the sour, and the sweet, and balancing your dishes to the cancer patient's preferences, not our preferences. And that's the specifically the flavor preferences. Exactly. And that's just the tongue flavor preferences. Okay. So that is... The five flavors in a nutshell, a little tasting demonstration. So I think at this point we need to talk about your sense of smell just a bit because that's the next But podcast. don't get too much into it, yes. Your sense of smell, everything beyond these basic five flavors is actually your sense of smell. And we're actually going to talk about that in the next podcast. So I think this is a good time to jump off and go to, I believe we have an audience email. Yes, we do. So question is, ever since I started treatment... All my foods taste super salty, and I don't know what to do about it. Help me. <laughs> so Help, help. That's always the emails. Help, help. Everyone's drowning, and I am the only lifeguard. It's a lot of pressure. So uh, what this person is basically saying is that ever since they started treatment, everything tastes salty. Ever, she, so what she's really saying is, is that she feels like she's extra salt sensitive. Okay, and that's what we're talking about here. So... My recommendation to someone who is extra salt sensitive. Meaning extra, like she tastes it like on an exorbitant level. Like right. She, she's at a pers- 10 when everyone else is tasting it at a 2. That's correct. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. So she's experiencing salt at a 10 when it's really a 2 or a 1. And that's sensitivity. That's extra sensitivity. Okay. Just like when you get a migraine, you might get what's called photosensitive, which is where the light hurts your eyes physically. Mm-hmm. That happens to me all the time, as you know. Yes. I just sit in a dark, dark room with an eye with a, with an eye mask on. <laughs> so what I would recommend in a situation like this is that you sit down and you do the tasting demonstration that we just did. And sit down with your caregiver and your family and your friends and your loved ones or whomsoever can help you out with this. Taste each of these five flavors exactly the way we did and take notes. What did this taste like to you? Was the salt really too salty for you? Was the soy sauce too too big and bold? Was it the pepper? Was it the sour? Was it the sweet? What flavors do you like? Because that is what you really need to focus on. Because you might say, you know, if you eat a raw carrot and you say this is too salty, it's probably not actually salt. You're probably perceiving salt because that's what you associate this flavor with. And then I would try eating, I don't know, a, a regular potato chip or something that's naturally salty like a pretzel and tasting these different foods with your nose pinched and seeing if it really is your sense of taste or if it's your sense of smell. And it's like that, you know, the tasting game that we talked about doing. Go through, start tasting everything. And what I would do is if I was, I believe I was extra salt sensitive as I'd start by First, figuring out which one of the five flavors it really is. Is it really salt? Because, you know, most people can identify salty by nature, right? Right. And then go through and taste the different foods and see what works for you and what doesn't. If it really is salt, then you can very easily overcome this by diluting flavors, diluting the saltiness, and by not eating a lot of pre-made food. Because a lot of pre-made food is going to have salt in it. Yeah, most people don't think about that. I mean, it's uh, pre-made food is unbelievably salty. And honestly, making food at your house is inherently healthier for you for no other reason than you use the better ingredients, which are better for you, and you're going to tend to use more veggies, more fresh stuff, and it just has more vitamins and nutrients and, and less salt. You can control the flavors you put into it. Exactly. And so that would be my advice, is, is discern whether or not it really is salty. And if it's really salty, 
lower the amount of salt. And the other alternative is that it might not actually be salty. It might be that you think in your mind that it's overly salty and you've gotten it in your head that you've convinced yourself like we, you know, uh, Pavlov's dogs that the bell's coming and food's coming. But in reality, you've tricked yourself through conditioning to believe that it's salty. So it's just going to be about reconditioning Figuring yourself. Figuring it out, yes. Yeah, and if water tastes salty to you, you're tasting salt when there is no salt and that's a different problem. So. I would say so. <laughs> so on that note, uh, that's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Remember, you can get all of this information and more on our website, cookingforchemo.org, along with our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.